Matt Step. Week nine, bro. What is up? Tap and step. Your premium Texas high school football podcast from your friends at Dave Campbell's Texas Football and TexasFootball.com. I am the Tep Greg Tepper. And I'm the Step, Matt Step. Thank you for being a Dave Campbell's Texas Football subscriber. We love you. And um, welcome to the best week of the year. Welcome to the Fireworks Factory. This is like, this is like, I, I, I've tried, I've tried not to oversell it. I've tried not to get too excited, but this is the best regular season week I can remember in a long time. It's loaded. This yeah. is crazy. Yeah, it's like, a loaded slate. There are, um, there like and, and just go look at that tweet that I sent out. Like I sent out a tweet, and basically I just kind of went through and just did one pass over like these are games like that's a banger. That's a banger, and I just put together a list. I, and you left off a lot. I had 32 games on it, yeah. and I've got people in my menchies being like, dude, you forgot this one. And I'm like, yeah, that is a banger. You're right. And then like somebody like, what about that one? Like People were like mad, like, Colleen Harker Heights and Temple didn't make I'm like, yeah, well, I mean, it is like a combined like three-loss game. That's the bar. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. I mean, right now the bar is like one loss or I two mean, losses. It is nuts. So yeah, it's a great week. There. We're gonna have. We're not gonna have any trouble picking games. No, we will not have any trouble. This is. I've. I've, I made the comment on TFT today. I was like, this is kind of the anti week six. Weeks. Week six. Go back and go back and listen to our week six podcast. We were. there's, like, yeah, it kind of sucks. There were some struggles. Yeah, there were struggles, but, we, we, but we, we had to stretch to get some games. This but. ain't that, baby. This is this is huge. Uh, welcome to your Week <laughs> 6 preview edition of Tep and Step. We do thank you for being a Dave Campbell's Texas football subscriber. Coming up here in just a little bit, we're going to give a quick recap on Week 8, and then we're getting to the Fireworks Factory, your Week 9 game draft. Plenty to get to there. Uh, but we will start, Matthew, as we always do. With your Texas high school football fun fact of the week, presented by Country Meats. Mm-mm-mm. Shout out to our friends at Country Meats. Have a team in need? Country Meats makes fundraising easy and lets you earn 50% profit. Reach your team's goals fast. Use discount code STEP10 to get 10% off your first order at CountryMeats.com. That's promo code STEPP10 at CountryMeats.com. Country Meats, they know that week nine's a banger. They probably do. They're based in. They're our friends in Florida, but like I'm sure that, that like I interviewed their, I interviewed their um the the CEO. Yeah. And uh, he's like, yeah, man. Like we just love hooking up with Matt Step and just like, like being being the sponsor of all his all his tours. Do they? They do. No. Do they? I asked him. I because my question was, are you okay being uh, being like, you know, all along for the ride with a crazy person? Like we love it. So I they know. I had right. a pretty crazy week this past week too. I know you did. It's your Texas high school football fun fact of the week, Matthew, because we're going to talk a lot about the bangers. What's the opposite of a banger? Mm, a, mm. a dud. Trying to stinkify a banger and it's hard. Find um, your Texas high school football fun fact of the week, Matthew. There are two UIL Texas high school football games this week that are matchups of unbeaten's. Uh-huh. We're gonna. I know we're gonna draft at least one. <laughs> yeah. I know we're drafting at least one. I don't know if yeah. Argyle and Frisco Independence is gonna get drafted, but yeah. uh, good game yeah, though. Yeah, here's a here's a, uh, here's a fun fact for you, but I'll tell you the answer okay. to it. You know, this is the third week in a row Argyle's played an unbeaten team. 
damn, I guess that's right. Cause they, Lake it, Dallas, Frisco Emerson, and now Frisco. Three weeks in a row they played an unbeaten team. It's a good district. Team. Yeah. It's a good district. It's a better district than we thought it would be. Your Texas high school football fun fact of the week, Matthew, is the opposite. There's only one UIL Texas high school football game that's a matchup of winless teams. Mm. Do you know what it is? Mm-mm. You have no idea? <laughs> I got no idea. <laughs> All right. Huh. Lock in your answer at home if you're playing along at home. Yeah, I got no, the this, answer, this, I'm stumped. The answer, let me see where this game is, although it doesn't really matter. Uh, uh, you're listening. It's the stinky watch. bowl. This, it's it's a it's a tough. This is a tough week, especially this week where all the games are really good. It's going down seven o'clock Friday night in Killeen as Killeen Chaparral welcomes in Pflugerville Connolly. Zero mm. and eight, the Mighty Bobcats. Alan Hare's first year there, taking on Pflugerville. Expected them to struggle. We we expected like that. that. Yeah. If you're interested. Connolly's a seven-point favorite in this game. All right, we'll see. Somebody's, as a great man once said, somebody's O's got to go. There's your Texas High School fun fact of the week. We'll be talking about a lot of those games. One game we probably will not draft this week is Pflugerville Connolly and Colleen Chaparral, the only matchup of winless teams in week nine. I hope both teams have fun. I hope both teams have fun, too. Somebody will get a win, and they'll celebrate. Yeah, they should. They should, especially if it's Chaparral. Your first win in school history. Exactly right. They'll throw, throw a parade. All right, let's get to week eight. Week 8 was a really intriguing week of games that I think of the games that we really had our eye on as like triangulation games and like Mm -hmm. trying to figure out what these games were, I think only one of them ended up being a bit of a shock and that would be Hitchcock over Columbus. Yeah, I mean... Because like Alito took care of Burleson Centennial. In emphatic fashion. In... We may be talking about Alito a little bit later today, mm-hmm. but this that was like statement stuff. Yeah. That was, and if you listen to Tep and Step last week, I told you Alito was going to handle them. Because um, that is, because and, and that's real. That that really does feel like heard you were talking mess. <laughs> you know mm-hmm, what I mm-hmm, mean? Mm-hmm. And that was a close game at half, but then they they just ended up pulling away. I'm trying to think if there was any other game that like really that was on our radar that that kind of a lot of there were a lot of near misses. Yes. Alice and Cal Allen was a near miss. Mm-hmm. Whitesboro and Brock. Mm-hmm. That that ending was nuts. Yeah, Whitesboro's got a beef they got, there. They got, uh, yeah. I think I, I I can't tell, but I mean, why Whitesboro's got a case? Yes. Don't know. If there was a there was, was close. A, there was a controversial call in that game. I mean, literally, very last play of the game, they got the got, quarterback got stopped on the one yard line, and, mm-hmm. and if you're a Whitesboro mm-hmm. fan, you probably think he scored. Probably. Yep. Um. I thought Dripping Springs played Westlake tough. I, th- I thought they, I thought they showed they can compete mm-hmm. at this level. Um, that was that was an impressive uh, a showing from them. Um, you know, Franklin for a half was struggling with Troy. They were, and then Troy and Franklin hit hit the hit the gas hit and the got t- took they it did. to another level. So there there were some near misses. There were, um, but yeah, I think I think Hitchcock Columbus was really the game of the night just because of the upset. And it wasn't a it was an upset, but not a huge upset. And, and Hitchcock, you know, the way they went won with the fourth and what twenty two, yeah, touchdown pass. Yeah, and the final yeah fourth yeah. and twenty two to to take the lead. That was um, that was that was. And, Pretty shocked. And it was impressive for Columbus. They were down in yeah. the entire game. They came back into I, – I mean, there's a decent chance we see that matchup again in the playoffs. Those two might be the two best teams in Region 3. There's going to be a Franklin, Lorena. A lot of teams are going to have something to say about it, but that, those are that's, – that's an impressive, impressive showing. Um, there were a couple of other teams that I think we, we, we had our questions about that had, like, unbeaten records that we were like, we want to see it first. One of them was Round Rock. That's a hard – that's a hard result to parse, 
Um, I, I want to be encouraged by Round Rock. I know we kept him in the rankings. Yeah, dropped him a little bit. One score game with Vandergrift. Boy, Vandergrift dropped the spot, but only because who leapfrogged him? Like. Well, the problem was, and this take you inside my thoughts yeah. on the ranking, was was Vandergrift and Dripping Springs have the same identical record. Mm-hmm. I don't feel like right now I can put Vandergrift ahead of Dripping Springs because Dripping Springs beat Vandergrift head-to-head. Mm-hmm. So you, they, they have... Similar resumes. Mm-hmm. One lot. They're both six and one. But yeah. Drip has the head-to-head win. Now it was in week one. Yeah. But I was like, let's. Now here's the thing. Drip's got late Travis this week. Mm-hmm. Drip well, beats late Travis. Then I think they, at that point it's justified that they yeah. stay ahead of Vandergrift. Mm-hmm. And if they lose to late Travis, and Vandergrift's going to leapfrog them, and mm-hmm. all's gonna, all's going to be uh, you know right in that world. So it was one of those. It was a weird week with that. With that, you know, I had to, you know, Hitchcock with their win over Columbus. You got to put Hitchcock in the rankings. So that that caused a little bit of. Uh, shuffling in 3A Division One, and so, you know, that kind of thing happens sometimes, and the rankings are fluid, and and, and luckily, our rankings don't decide anything. No, They're just they for don't. fun. So, you know, the, the brackets will be out soon, and then we'll really get to dive in. Mansfield played Duncanville and got Duncanville. Yeah, I mean, um, Duncanville, very quietly, you know, is, is just bobbing along as the, as you know, the, the uh, team that, that probably yeah. we should... We should be keeping keeping an eye on and and uh, we're four three three they they, they they moved up to yeah. three. I had a Southlake had that Carol, a that scare Carol. against Keller. You know, here's the thing about Duncanville, Westlake and North Shore both are are they're still one a one and one a, but they're both they both have sh- lately shown vulnerabilities. Mm-hmm. North Shore due to injury, Westlake probably just due to not being quite as good as they were last year. Yeah. So, you know, mm-hmm. maybe maybe this is Duncanville's year. Um, is Stratford the quietest defending state champ? <laughs> Like <laughs> yeah, they got a push from Panhandle last mm-hmm. week, but they they got it done. They, their their winning streak is up to twenty, I think, three games. Mm-hmm. Very quiet. I, I think part of the reason why they're so quiet is they moved up mm-hmm. to Division One. So I and I think, but who's, but who's in who's in Region One? Is that is Holly in Region? Holly's in Region so One. Holly and Cisco. Kind of yeah. waiting for them. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, speaking of Cisco, Big Dam Lobo's got a win over Stanford last yeah. week. Um, Saturday. Um, let me ask you. 10-5A Division One, good or just evenly matched? I think it's deep. I think it's really good. I think it's a good deep district. Because Foster, Manville beats Foster. Um, hey, Foster is going to have to get that, – that, like somebody really good is going to miss the playoffs. Mm-hmm. When you got Foster, Fulcher, Angleton, Manville, Magnolia West. Magnolia is pretty good too. And I think and they've kind of dropped off. But they like, have a little – they struggled with Fort yeah. Ben Kempner last week. Yeah, there's, there's mm-hmm. five really good teams in that district and – one of them is going to not make the playoffs, and one of them is going to play Galveston Ball in the first round. Mm-hmm. who's probably going to be ten and zero and allowing like six points for the entire season. And then I want to ask you about three A Division One specifically, Pottsboro beating Winsboro. I want to dive into it and, and probably make some calls and figure out what happened in that game. But that's a weird. And Winsboro's on the road. Yeah. It's a long road trip to Pottsboro. Maybe that's Pottsboro's just it. not bad. And it's you know maybe a letdown factor after last week. Of Mount and Vernon. I think that's yeah emotional win over Mount Vernon. I think there could have been be some letdown factor there. We'll see. Kind of. I think we'll get to parse that result when Mount Vernon and Pottsboro play yeah. in a. I don't know. I don't know when they play, but when that matchup happens, I think we'll get to parse out that Winsboro result a little bit more. Um. Anyway, there you go. There's some quick eight uh, recap for you. This is it's on to our week nine draft. This is your first episode of Tep and Step. Welcome. Here's how it works. Step and I go back and forth selecting games we are most interested in. Um, the, you know, go back and forth. Uh, any game, any Texas high school football game is available to be drafted. Once it's picked, it's off the board. We round it all out with our hipster game of the week. 
So normally we flip a co- coin before the show. Mm-hmm. I hold in my hand, Matt Step, a coin from our own Ashley Pickle. She let me borrow it. Oh, I if it's Pickle, it's like a. I it's, it's a silver dollar. I she doesn't, it's, she, it's only a quarter, but it is one of the Arches National Park uh, coins. So that's pretty cool. Because this this week, having the first pick is a legit. Like, it's having the number one pick in the NFL draft mm-hmm. because you've got all of these choices at your hand. So what we're going to do is I'm going to flip this coin, Matthew. Okay. Would you like heads or tails? Give me tails. Okay. Tails never fails, as they say. That's right. So for the first pick in the week nine draft, I'm flipping. I'm slapping on the back of my hand. You flipped the coin. Matt Step has one pick, one, one, which oh, is yes. which which is both a blessing and a curse. Because because there's so many good games. There's so <laughs> many good games. Oh my god. There's so, so many. I don't like. I honestly, there's a. I'm I'm trying to think of how many games deep are worthy of being weak of being one one. It is at at the minimum, at the minimum, there's five. I think there's at least five games that if you were to take them, I'd be like, yep, okay, that works right. for me. Uh, yeah, I I know what I would take. I'm interested to see what you take gonna go to central texas okay now by the way that doesn't narrow it down at all no there's about three games there i don't know what time this game is but it's friday night that doesn't narrow it down much i can look it up for you it is number one in 4a division one versus number two in 4a division division one state champ versus state champ as stephenville yellow jackets visit mcclennan county to take on the China Spring Cougars in the showdown. When realignment came out, we said, whoa, look at this. That's going to be fun. Well, the fun is here, Tepper. 7.30 p.m. I could see. <clears throat> and, uh, you know, for Stephenville, I, I think I, I think they, they offensively have been unbelievable. Hmm. You know, lose their quarterback, no worries. Ryan Gafford steps in. Tate Maruska runs for like 300 yards every game. Stephenville's putting up 50, 60 points just about every game. No big deal. By the way, Ryder Lambert played last yes, week. Yes, he did. He came in in relief. Yes. Now, I don't know how healthy he is or if, that, or if they were maybe trying to get him some reps and to bring him in for China Spring this week. Believe it or not, I have some intel. Let's hear. Oh, Greg Tepper with some insight. A cub reporter. Yes. Talk to the phones. Talk to Sterling Doty today. Okay. Because we had to figure something out for Bally. I asked him. I'm, so, like, I'm assuming your reporter's coming. And I asked him. I said, yeah, uh, Austin Ivan's gone. Okay. Um, and I asked, Tough week for Bally to try to figure out where to send those reporters. Lord. And I asked him, I'm like, what's Ryder's standard status? He goes, and he goes, I think the word we would use is hopeful. This is going to be, I believe, his first full week of practice okay. this week. And obviously he was healthy enough to come in in kind of garbage time. But he played. I mean, he played. He, he threw for like 100 yards or yeah, something Yeah, he had like a, two touchdown passes. So yeah. He, so he's doing obviously better. Um, but he also mentioned, he's like, dude, he lavished praise on Ryan Gafford. Yeah. Lavished praise on Ryan Gafford. He, and he's a sophomore. He's the guy next yeah. year. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And, and he Breaking feels, news, Stephenville will be he, fine at quarterback. He would, I mean, I mean, he, he told me, he's like, man, you tell me that we're going to lose our, we're going to lose Ryder and we're going to be in the spot that we're in. He's like, I'd be, I'd be. I'd say you're dreaming. Mm-hmm. Like he's like he's like he Ryan Gafford has really held the thing together. Anyway, go on. Um, offensively, all good for Stephenville. Defensively, hmm, that's been a question. Better. There's been some better lately. Better, better the last couple of weeks, but the competition level has dropped off a little bit. Uh, Brownwood's really good, but you know walks out your life. I mean, they've given up. At least 34 points, I believe, in 
five of their seven games. Hmm. Suboptimal. Suboptimal is a way to put it. Uh, and now, granted, you know, that giving up 49 to Abilene Wiley doesn't look so bad now. Mm-hmm. They give up, I think, 42 to Wichita Falls Rider. They give up 61 to Everman. Should have lost that game, but, you know, a little bitter. 34 to Decatur, and Decatur's cooking now. So, good teams, but still, that's concerning. That's one thing China Spring has done. China Spring has played good defense this year. They've been really good. Even in their one loss – which that one loss has aged well. It's Parish If you don't know, it's Dallas Parish Episcopal, which is the number one private school team in yes. the state. Who owns a win over Alito and a three point? Uh, a win over Alito, a win over Austin LBJ, and a three point loss to South Oak. Like a literally a last second loss to yeah, South, to South Oak Cliff. And China Spring lost to him by eight. Hmm. I mean, played him to the wire. So you know, China Spring defensively has been really good. Offensively, this is a different China Spring team. They throw it around a little bit more. Cash McCollum. Uh, but they're still equally lethal. They beat Waco La Vega last week, 42-7. to The defense scored a touchdown. McCollum, McCollum threw for 204 yards and three touchdowns. The concern for China Spring going into this game is I felt like last week they weren't able to get the running game going. They, weren't, they ran for less than 100 yards in that game. La Vega, good defensively, but China Spring was a little one-dimensional in that game. I'm going to be interested to see – how Steve, how the two defenses fare in this game. Does Stephenville's defense – because I, I think if China Spring gets into a shootout, I, I like Stephenville. Mm-hmm. I think Stephenville's built to win a shootout. But I think if China Spring's defense can contain Stephenville, make them punt a few times, kind of play their kind – because I think China Spring's not – China Spring wants to keep this game in the 30s. They – Anything above 35, I think, starts to get a little worrisome. Mm-hmm. China Springs, I need to keep this game close, keep this game kind of low scoring, and I think they win the game. I think if Stephenville gets in a shootout, they're going to win. I'm picking China Spring in this one. I think they've been the more consistent team this year, and they're at home, and I tend, I tend to lean towards the teams who play better defense. So that's my lean in this game. Matt Stepp, I entirely agree. I'm on China Spring, too. Which is I weird because Stephenville's number one, but I think the defense. And the running game, like Hafford and X-Line, their two running backs, yeah. have been very strong last week. You know, the, the other thing about this is I think playing La Vega last week is going to prepare them for the kind of trench play they should see against Stephenville. Because Stephenville's offensive line is big. Yes. Real big. Stephenville's offensive line is really, really good. Really good. Yeah. Uh, it's why Tate Maruska's had such a great year, and it's why they've been able to keep, you know, whoever's been back there at quarterback clean. But I, I think you're right. The, the, being at home and the better defense, I think that's the lean here. Uh, but this is, I mean, look, this is, the other thing about this, what's so interesting, is this is like the most, this is, under under normal circumstances, this is the most hyped game of the year, or mm-hmm. of, the, of the week, right? It's a massive game, enormous game. But both these teams have played in the biggest stage. Yeah. So, like, this is just another regular season game for a lot of them. But it's still a big game. And you never know how these guys, especially young new pieces, are going to are going to fit. And then there's the old, uh, you know, they're, 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 how much gamesmanship is in this game? 100%. Do these two t- these coaches have the idea that, okay, you know, this is an important game, but we may see these guys again, and I need to keep a few, few tricks up my sleeve mm-hmm. just in case we see them again in the playoffs. Mm-hmm. It's an excellent pick. I... It, there were there. If you would, I mean, look, honestly, um, was that your one one? No, I was going to take Coppell and Hebron, but that's, mm-hmm. um, you know, that I think that's that's a pretty that's a pretty good pick. I suppose if you're not going to take Coppell and Hebron, then I suppose you should take number one versus number two in a matchup of, of state champs. So, uh, good pick. Uh, you're taking uh, China Spring and Stephenville. 
My first pick, Matthew. I can't believe this is going second overall. 7.30 p.m. Friday night at Jack Sportsman Bobcat Stadium. Uh, <laughs> hey. Big week in South Texas. <laughs> it's a big week across the state. South Texas this is, is where a, it's at, baby. I mean, you got three off the top of my head absolute bangers going on in South Texas this week. 7.30 p.m. Friday night at Jack Sportsman Stadium, Bobcat Stadium in Refurio. It is the Refurio Bobcats welcoming in their old friends, the Shiner Old pals. Old pals. And, um... Look, these teams know each other. One thing that I think is interesting is that, like, I think we've come to um, think of, like, Shiner as the dominant force in this series because they've won the last two. And I think because of how they won the last one. Yeah. Because of how they really stomped a mud hole in in Refurio last time. That was one of the best single-game performances of any team That's, yeah. in the state last year. 100%. That, that, 48, that setting, that game. That 48 minutes is put it up, put it in the Louvre. Yeah. Like, it's, it's incredible what they were able to do. But let's also remember that before, like, Shiners won the last two. Refurio won the f- previous five. Like, they yeah. kind of owned the series between them. Yeah. I mean, that, that, that you know, and the last win for Refurio is one of the most famous in the series because mm-hmm. that's when Refurio rallied from, you know, 10 points down with two minutes left to win the game. So now it's a district game, and these two teams have been circling each other, they, and they followed such a similar script this year. They both lost in week one to, to a bigger team. That it's actually aged pretty well. Yeah, Hitchcock is. We know what Hitchcock Top is. Top five now. Hallettsville's been. I mean, Hallettsville. I think six and two. They're, yeah. They they spent a little time in the rankings, and that's a rivalry game with Shiner. So. And it was a one score game. Yeah. Um. But since then, they have just been whopping people. I mean, whopping people. Uh, Refurio has been just clobbering fools. Um. They're they're good. That Refurio win over Edna is. Impressive. That might be the best win yes. of either of these two. Shiner and Poth, but I would. I mean, I think Refrio beating Edna is mm-hmm. pretty impressive. Mm-hmm. That's probably the closest avatar we have to them playing Shiner, honestly, right now. Yeah. Um, Refurio is uh, running the ball like crazy. Like Caleb Brown, Ernest Campbell, they've just got so many weapons, so much weaponry on that on that Shiner team. And per usage, they'll be the faster team in this game. They'll mm-hmm. be the faster team. I also think their defense last year was good. I think their defense is even better this year. I think their defense is really good this year. Going up against Shiner. Shiner still has that dude in Dalton Brooks, mm-hmm. and he'll be the best player on the field. That's not that's not an opinion. That he's the best player on the field. I think Jason Herring would tell you that he's going to be the best player on the field. Mm-hmm. Their defense has been consistently excellent all year long as well. Transport back to Victoria in December. Why did Shiner win that game, and why did they win that game, especially so resoundingly? They dominated up front on both sides of the ball. Just robbed them. Yeah. Now. Wasn't a contest in the trenches. I would, I would submit to you, I think Refurio is better up front this year, and I think Shiner might be a little worse up front. The gap is closed on the gap both, is both closed. sides. The gap is closed. Mm-hmm. How much has the gap closed? Furthermore, this game is at, Ref- at Refurio, and Refurio don't have a habit of losing at home. No, that's a that's a hostile environment. A very hostile environment. Those folks will be charged up. They, <laughs> that, that is true, Matthew. That is very true. Be charged up. Uh, the other thing in this game 
is what we were talking about with College Station, or not College Station, I wrote down CS, um, China Spring and Stephenville. There has to be gamesmanship here. There might be gamesmanship in China Spring Stephenville. There will definitely be gamesmanship in Refurio and Shiner. Yeah. Because obviously. you want to win this game, obviously. But you've got bigger fish to fry, and there is about I don't want to I don't want to bury the rest of Region Four. There's about an eighty percent chance this is the first of two meetings. I'll be very surprised if these two don't play again. Right. I think I think and I think we'll all be in a regional final, right? Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, because they're the same district this year, so they'll be regional final. So that is the question is how much do these teams show? Um, they're not going to empty the bag. Uh, most especially, I would say, Refurio is not going to empty the bag. Yeah. I mean, Shiner, I mean, Dalton Brooks only had three carries last week. Now, mm-hmm. it was against Skidmore Tynan. Uh, Skidmore Tynan, there's a lot better than All due respect to Skidmore Tynan, but they didn't They didn't need Dalton Brooks in that game. May I, I mean, shock I you? I wonder how, how much yeah, Brooks sure. plays. May I shock you? Yeah. I like Refurio. Okay. I like Refurio at I home. think it's going to be a close game. I think it's going to be closer. I think it's going to be a lot yeah. closer. I think... And the other thing is, Refurio got their pants pulled down last year. They got their pants pulled down. They got and embarrassed. They got, and they got their bare bottoms mm-hmm. spanked in front of the whole state last year. And um, let me tell you something about Jason Herring. That man is a motivator. <laughs> okay? He's got a long memory. He has not let them forget about that. Yeah. I think they come out charged, out charged up. I think the defense plays a great game. I think that the speed on the outside, they're a little bit more refined in the passing game because last year their passing game kind of went cattywampus on them on the ro- at the wrong time. Mm-hmm. I think that that is going to be able to the difference. I like Refurio in this one, in a very close one. So that's my pick. Can have eyes on that one for sure. Uh, I, I will probably be paying attention to it. What is your – Mike Foreman's going to be there? I bet so. I bet so. Yeah, he'll be there. I bet Mike Foreman's going to send a tweet about how he's the last to leave Jack Sportsman Bobcat State. He probably will. He probably that will. Man is, that man's got a brand, and he, he that man rolls with it. That man, he, the, the man, he's the hardest working man in yes. the crossroads. That That's is for right. damn sure. What's next, Matthew? What's your what's your second pick? Going to go Thursday night, six o'clock uh-huh. at CH Collins Stadium. Is it six? Yes, it's uh, an ESPN ki- two kickoff. Uh, I think I the said, games on ESPN two. Uh, I think I said seven on the on the. It's six video. o'clock. It's early kick. Okay, I apologize. I'm not going to edit the picks video. Uh, it's <laughs> it's a six o'clock kick as the Allen Eagles visit the Denton Geyer Wildcats. The third it. best game of the week. Yeah, which is crazy. <laughs> this would be a, this would be the game of the week. Two top ten teams in six A going at it. District title on the line, most likely, and uh, it's a Thursday night game. I mm-hmm. bet a lot of the a lot of the folks in the Metroplex will be there, and uh, yeah, it's 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 going to be fantastic. I think Geyer Allen dominated Geyer last year in, in this meeting. They it was did. really a big win for Allen. It was kind of the game that we thought, okay, maybe this Chad Morris led Allen team can do a little something in the playoff time, and, and, and they went to the regional final. Um, but it, this was kind of Allen's coming out party last year because we had questions about Allen last year. You know, he lost to the Tascosita, that kind of thing. Um, this year, Allen's coming into this one, coming off a scare. Marcus Shavers had the McKinney Lions ready to go last week, and they darn near pulled it off. So it's now, it's now after the fact, so I can tell you. Yeah. After we got done with the watch along and Marcus Shavers was in here, he kinda, he, he, we turned off the mics and he goes, we're going to get him. He goes, I think we match up really well with him. He's like, I think we're going to get him. And, and I'm like, did. And they darn near did. And they matched I up mean, well with him. It, it, it pushed. Now, Allen, in the end, at home, found a way late. Mike Hawkins and, and Davon, Davon Mitchell, touchdown pass, about five minutes left, gives Allen the lead. Allen's defense makes a play late, holds 31-28 win. Um, that was impressive from Allen, but Geyer is a different animal than, than McKinney. 
and Geyer's much cook, more much more dangerous offense. Cooking their yeah, McKinney's a much more plotting team this year. They they like to run. They got the big running back, big quarterback. They like to line up and kind of run at you. Geyer's a little more dynamic offensively. They got the great secondary. Um, Jackson Arnold, obviously the OU committed quarterback. They got all those D one kids in the secondary. It's a tough matchup for Allen because where Geyer's really strong, Allen's not strong. That's the question here. Allen's secondary is very, very young, very vulnerable, mm-hmm. and you've got a veteran quarterback in Jackson Arnold who is an elite talent uh, as the trigger man for Geyer. So I don't know if Allen's going to be able to slow down Geyer if Geyer gets to slinging it around. And the, the best thing if you're a Geyer Wildcat fan is I think they're starting to – they found a running back. Trey Joyner had 118 yards and three touchdowns last week. They don't need to have any elite running game. They just need to have a serviceable running game. And I think they found their guy in Trey Joyner. Things are starting to come along. This Geyer team, I think you have to consider them one of the favorites to win a state title in Division Two. And I think I think they've had this one circled. They've, they've, they've wanted a piece of Allen after Allen took him, took him to the woodshed last year. I think Geyer's going to be amped up for this one national television game. You know, it's, it's going to be big, and I, and I think it's going to be a, a fun atmosphere, and I think Geyer at home gets themselves a win and all they, they basically wraps up the district title. Yeah, because someone will have to go crazy. For they've them. already beaten Prosper, yeah. and now if they beat Allen, I mean, at this point, they should have things wrapped up, <clears throat> at least a, a share of the district title wrapped up. Here is the – I can visualize the path to an Allen win, and let me tell you what it is. Jackson Arnold running for his life. That's where it's got to be. Yeah. They have to harass and harangue this young man constantly for four straight quarters because every time he has a clean pocket, that is a bad, bad play for Allen, their defense. Because you're right, that secondary, that is not their strength. Let's put it that way. That is yeah. not their strength. Mm-hmm. And so if he's able to sit back there, they have had bad, they have had not bad quarterbacks. They have had much worse quarterbacks than Jackson Arnold carve them up a little bit, right? Jackson Arnold is that dude. He ain't going to miss. He's, in my opinion, the best quarterback in the state. He's, All due respect to Austin Nelson, yes. but I think, I think Jackson Arnold's that guy. He's an assassin. And so they have got to have uh, Omazulu, I think they're a big defensive end. He's, yeah, Omazulu. Yeah, he's got to be living in the backfield. That's the yeah. big thing. Mm-hmm. They've got, if, 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 if Geyer can keep Arnold clean, they're going to win this game. Yeah. And if not, it's game on. Because, look, it's not like Allen's not. It's not like Allen doesn't have any firepower. Mike Hawkins, Kevion Sibley. Yeah, they've got dudes. They're just young. They're, they're young. They're young. I like Geyer. I think that I think that they just match up well against Allen, which is a strange thing to say. And it's it's their time. This is they're senior yeah. heavy. This is Geyer's. Allen's young. They're they're a year away probably. It's Geyer's time. I agree. I agree. Great pick, Geyer and Allen. I'm gonna pick an. I'm gonna pick a, a game of unranked teams. For pick number two, pick number four, my second round pick, rather, however you want to say it. Just some little old game. Seven o'clock Friday night at Bogus Stadium in Harlingen. Mm-hmm. Just a, it's a, it's a matchup of unranked teams. Has mm-hmm. a couple under, under the radar, a teams. under the radar, little ding dong football mm-hmm. teams. Mm-hmm. The unbeaten Harlingen Cardinals take on the unbeaten San Benito Greyhounds. In the battle, the annual Battle of the Arroyo, and um, you don't got to get people goosed up for this game when they're zero and seven. What the hell's going to happen when they're both seven and zero? I'll I will say this: if you're looking for the best atmosphere to stay to Texas Friday night, not a question. It's going to be in Harlingen. 
I mean, we're talking overflow crowd, rowdy crowd, rivalry game. Because two the, unbeaten teams, great the, state. It's it's got, it checks all the boxes. Because here's the other thing about this rivalry. Okay, the other thing about the Battle of the Arroyo, Harlingen, and San Benito, is like. There are rivalries that are, like, fun. For example, the Kraut Bowls this week, Munster and Lindsay. Mm-hmm. That is, in talking with both coaches, that's a fun community rivalry where after the game, ah, there's some, you know, some back and forth, but hey, you know what? You want to win the game, but I, I would characterize it as a friendly, um, you know. Yeah, don't go have beers after the game. Re- Oktoberfest is going on. Yeah, region- yeah. a nice little regional rivalry. The, yeah. the Kraut Bowl is that. This ain't that. Yeah. This is blood stuff. <laughs> this is, this is e- 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 you know, I, I've, I've heard stories from people in the Valley where, you know, there's w- married couples and the spouse, one spouse went to San Benito, one spouse went to Harlingen, and they don't really speak that week. No, this I mean, is, this is. And they'll go sit on different sides of the stadium. They won't sit together. And yeah, this is. Like, I see, I'll see you after the game. Yeah, honey, I'll see you after the game. I'll get your ass kicked. Yeah, yeah exactly. That's, that's exactly right. You know, <laughs> that's what's going on. Yeah. Now, okay. Also, the Dave Campbell's Texas football crew will be there. Yes, me and Ishmael Johnson for sure will be there. Maybe one other person we'll see. Hopefully, he can make I'm it. So jealous. I know. And unfortunately, you will not be able to make it, but I know you'll be keeping up with it. I have to fly um, back. We're going to have a reporter there. Who's, com- who's coming down? Um, let's see. I can tell you who's going down, or at least who it's scheduled to go right now. I think it's. Tra- Ashley Pickle hasn't tried to box her way into no, that game. I think it's. I think it's Travis Buckner. Let me see. Hold on. I can look at this. It is. Just Merrifield down. Travis right? Buckner. Okay. And I think they're going to try to send him uh, up the road to uh, Memorial and For, Corpus yeah, Memorial the Thursday night game. Vets and, and yeah. Miller. Anyway, all that's to say, Harlan and San Benito. Let's talk about. Let's talk about this actual contest. Oh, the actual football game. It's 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 a. I mean, it's for the district title too. Yeah. That's part of it. Um, it's bragging rights. It's for bragging rights, and this is probably the most pronounced strength on strength matchup, maybe of the week in any game. Yeah, I, when I dug into this game and dug into the numbers, it was pretty stark. So I don't know if you know this, San Benito has the state's second best scoring defense, any level. Second best. They're giving up 3.7 points per game. Yeah, uh, only Galveston Ball is better, right? And Yeah, only Galveston Ball, and that's because Galveston Ball, I mean, all due respect, Galveston Ball play, is playing in a Houston ISD district, and they're, I think they're just pitching shutout after shutout after shutout. Yeah, it's pretty crazy. They're, they're playing, it's a Mariners-Astros game there. Yeah. Um, but this game, I mean, San Benito has not necessarily just faced, I wouldn't say they've faced a murderer's row, but they haven't faced a bunch of spares. No, no, they haven't. They have, they, they've played a... a I'd say a, a respectable schedule. Yeah, a respectable Respectable schedule. value schedule. Their defense, led by Mariana Garcia, has been terrific. Going up against Harlingen's offense, which is averaging 45 points a game. Yeah. Randy Morales, the quarterback, Isaiah Bell, their running back. They have got weapons. They've got dudes. Um, that's the real showcase matchup. The other side is where I think Harlingen has the advantage. Okay. Because I think Harlingen's defense is pretty darn good. They're only giving up 15 points a game. It's not like San Benito good, but it's pretty darn good. And the San Benito offense is good, but I would not say it is elite. It's not explosive. It's not explosive. They are going. They want to. They want to grind. They're you. plotting. They're plotting. And Harlan. And I think that plays into Harlingen's defensive scheme. Harlingen's a very aggressive defense. They like to put a lot of guys in the box. They have to fly around. And that plays into Harlingen's strengths a little bit. The fact is that Bogus Stadium, I think, is big too. Being at home, yeah, it, home field advantage it, is a touchdown in this game. It, it is. It's, it's a. It's a real. It's a real thing. And so I like Harlingen in this game in a narrow one in an instant classic. I think it's going to be great. I hate that you're going to be there. This has like honestly like twenty four twenty one or twenty four seventeen. Yeah. I don't think this is getting into the forty. If it gets to the forties, I know who wins. Yeah. 
yeah, like wins Harlingen wins that game. Yeah. But I think it's going to be in the mid-20s, and I like Harlingen in a narrow one. I think one. every TV station in the Valley is oh, going to be God. This is the there. game of the week for every station. Oh, yeah. I think I'm, I'm doing a TV hit at 620. So Are you really? Yeah, I'm doing a TV hit with... with KRGV. All right. I did a I did a TV hit before the Edinburgh North. I know. Edinburgh, yeah, Edinburgh, I remember. North game. It's yeah. pretty cool. So, so you know. anyway, that's Actually, my. Th- I, you think Ish will want to do a TV hit? I think. Yes. I think you should. I think you should sign him up for one. Just say, hey, uh, by the way, Ish, you're you're on for me at six twenty. Yeah. Anyway, he would hate me so much. That's my second pick: Harlingen, San Benito, the Battle of the Arroyo. What's your third pick, Matthew? Well, I mean, I guess if this one's gonna, you're gonna leave it on the board for me, then I'll I'll just take the other battle of def- of state champions. I feel good about my board. You can do what you I want. Mean, Friday night in Lorena as the number one team in the state in 3A Division II state champion Franklin Lions take on the number 10 in the st- team in the state, 6-2 Lorena Leopards. Big game in District 11, 3A Division I. Uh, it's lost a little luster because Lorena has, has had a couple of bumps in the road, most notably their loss to Cameron Yo in district play. But I think Lorena's going to be ready for this one. This, you know, mm-hmm. they lost to Franklin last year and they heard the chirping. Oh, you won the Division 1 title, but you're not the 3A state champs, Franklin Street, 3A state champs. You lost to Franklin last year. And Lorena's heard that chirping and they're they're going to be ready to go. They've got, you know, this is a bad, you know, how many times have you seen a 3A Division 1 game a battle of Baylor commits? Franklin's yeah. got Bryson Washington, Lorena's got Jaden Porter, two studs in this game. So if you're recruit you like the recruiting side of things, You've got something to watch in this game, um, Franklin. You know, so they they were they were down fourteen twelve to Troy in the first, in the second quarter last week, and then they decided to score the last next thirty seven points of the game, pulled away for the win. Uh, by the way, uh, Franklin's running backs Jaden Jackson, just a sophomore, Bryson Washington is a junior. Jackson runs for three touchdowns, one hundred fifty eight yards. Washington two touchdowns, one hundred twenty four yards. Yeah, man. Um, just this typical Franklin stuff here. You know, they just got yeah they two they, or three elite backs. They they are. I, I think that Troy game is really indicative of the challenge of playing Franklin, mm-hmm. which is you've got to play perfect for 48 minutes defensively because they are so explosive yeah. that if you take one wrong step, they're going to trap your ass and go 80. Yeah, and you're not catching them. No, you're not, nobody, in, nobody in 3A Division One is going to catch them from behind, plain and simple. Yeah, they're, they're just... They're such a hard team to play, and then you add their scheme wise, mm-hmm. and then you add in the talent that they have. It's it's an, it's a tough matchup. Um, Lorena, you know, it's pretty impressive last week. Sixty to three, twenty over Rockdale. Uh, Porter had a couple of touchdown passes. Lorena's defense had three interceptions in that game. The problem is, and that's the strength of Lorena's defense. They're really good in the back the back four of the defense. Problem is that really doesn't matter against Franklin because Franklin will just not throw the ball. Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah, yeah, okay. <laughs> they'll just run for 500 yards. It's just what they do. Yeah. Um, I think Franklin's defense has been pretty good this year. Very underrated. Um, I, Lorena's at home, and I, and I, and that 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 is an edge. They'll have a big crowd, but I like Frank. I think defense and team speed, which Franklin has in in dr- bunches. Are the difference in this game? I think Franklin, for the second year in a row, beats Lorena, and that pretty much, I would yeah. say, puts Franklin into the distance. I mean, they still got to play Yo, mm-hmm. but that put pretty much gives Franklin, I'd say, the the inside track that district championship. Oh, the, the difference for me is Franklin's defense. Yeah. I think they're they're the they're the the more well rounded like unit there, mm-hmm. um, and that is, I think, going to be where I lean on them. Um, I I think. The way I would categorize Franklin right now is unbeaten but not unbeatable. 
I think there's a path. Yeah. But like, you got it's gonna take something special. And I'm looking mm. up at down three A Division one, and like now that Columbus lost, like Columbus I was super high on. Now they lose. You know, Hitchcock, you know, that's like region three is gonna be a man. You got Hitchcock, Columbus. Lorena, Franklin, Cameron, Yo, Dieball, Woodville. Brutal. And Woodville beat Newton. That's yeah. a, that's Dude, a good is, team. It's a freaking wood chipper there. So, Hallettsville. Hallettsville. Yeah, I know. Anyway. anyway, there it goes. You took Franklin and Lorena. All right. Bad news is there's no other good games. Um, In the show. I'm going to go. <laughs> Matt Stepp, is this the best weekend in C.H. Collins Stadium history? <laughs> There have to have been like a couple playoff weekends where they've had like a third, maybe like a Thursday, Friday, Saturday. But from a regular season perspective, oh yeah, regu- these are the two best regular season games I've ever had. I mean, yeah. crazy. Seven o'clock Friday night at CH Collins Stadium. It is the Alito Bearcats taking on the Denton Ryan Raiders, and Alito ran that district winning streak to what a hundred and nine, one oh nine, one oh nine, and they did it. In fashion last week. Yeah, emphatically. Emphatically. I mean, that game was that game was 28-14 at halftime, and then it wasn't. Like, <laughs> and then looked, it looked like it was 49-21. And the bad, I've got bad news for 5A Division One because House Haney, their quarterback, he has grown up, yeah. and he is a grown-ass man at the moment. Struggled early in the year, but uh, no, last week sir. was his uh, breaking out, coming out party for Six. sure. Six touchdowns last week. Jalen Pope was very good in this one. They still run the ball with Hawk Patrick Daniels. I got a couple running backs back there. Yeah. And the offensive line concerns we had for Alito, I think are not solved solved, but have at least been papered over enough that they're, they're mitigating not, it. They're not an active concern is the way I'll claim it. Mm-hmm. Um what's interesting, I don't know if we learn a ton about their defense. Because, like, that week, their defense has been pretty strong all year long. But, like, last week, Centennial, it's like, if you learn the trick, then, like... You, yeah, you, and Centennial, f- talking to folks at the game, they got out of their game. They, they started throwing the ball around in the second quarter. And it's like... Desperation type. Yeah, you could tell that was kind of the, the sign things were not going well for them. When, when, a, when a flexbone team starts putting it up a lot, that's a bad sign. But the defense has been great. Cat Mooney, their linebacker, have been great. So here's Ryan. The last time we saw Ryan, they were losing to Burleson mm-hmm. Centennial um, and getting their 52-game district winning streak snapped. That's what sucks. Not sucks. I'm, I'm happy for Burleson Centennial. We could have had streak versus streak in this game. Yeah, could have, yeah. Would have been great. Anyway, we don't. Um, but Ryan's still, like... The good news for Ryan is that Alito beating Centennial means everything they want still out in front of them. Mm-hmm. Now they would need to get a max out win based on, uh, but like it's all you know, it, all that's to say there's still a lot to be there's still a lot for Ryan to play for here. Yeah, they're coming out of an open date, and the big question is going to be how healthy they are because they were without quarterback Kalen Davis and running back Kaleeb Hicks in mm-hmm. their um, in their loss to Centennial. Um, they'll need them. They'll need both of them. Yes. But even I would I will go so far as to say obviously you want your starting quarterback and starting running back out there. I'm not saying that. Yeah. What I am saying is I don't think that's the determinative factor in this game. I think the determinative factor is how well this Ryan defense holds up against this very suddenly explosive Alito offense. Yeah. We know all about you know the the playmakers they've got Anthony Hill. They are a loaded defense. They're very they're very good defensively, 
and they're going to, regardless of who's playing for them offensively, that defense has to win this game. Yes. Like, that's where it's got to be. The defense, it, they have to keep them certainly under 35. Yeah, Ryan's offense, even when they were full strength, has yeah. not been super no. powerful. Yeah. So, it is about the Ryan defense. And the Ryan defense has certainly got playmakers, and they've certain, certainly got dudes. They've got to play up to their paper in this game. They got to play up to their This paper. is the game where it's like, okay, if you're, you're really as good as we think you are, then you're going to, you know, especially uh, Ryan's had to stew on that loss for two weeks. Yes. And you know it's been it's been nagging at him. And yeah. just, just It's got to be building up. So, you know, here's your chance. See, I, I expect Ryan – here's the thing. Lito comes out. They're going to need to withstand that first six minutes of the game. Ryan's going to be flying around, emotionally charged. They're going to try to hit Alito with, the, with an early punch. Alito just needs they're to hang be in there. Jacked up on Mountain Dew. Yeah, Alito's in this game. You know, for Ryan, I think Ryan they got to jump out on Alito and mm-hmm. get some confidence back and show that they're a contender. I think if Alito withstands that early punch, they're going to win the game. I think that's probably right. Um, I like Alito in this one, and we could be talking about Ryan going on the road in week in round one. Yeah, for the playoffs and potentially traveling. Yeah, I mean, because who's they match up with District Four, right? Yeah, so probably it could be if they're th- if they, three, let's say they finish in third place, right? probably probably Lake Belton <laughs> or Red Oak, one of the two. Lake Belton's not a, not a pleasant. You want to deal with Michael Hudson re- week one? Yeah, one? I don't want to deal with Michael Hudson. No, I don't either. Nope. So a lot on the line here for Ryan. Like, like the good news is for Ryan, nothing's lost yet. Mm-hmm. But this is like against the bandsaw type stuff here. Like they, they've got to figure it out this week. So huge game. I'm not counting out Ryan. Certainly not counting out Ryan. But Alito, I think, has to be your favorite in this one. Especially agree because so, the, the way they played last week, exactly. the, the, the yeah. dominance they had last week. What is your fourth pick, Matthew? A lot of good games still on the table. Mm-hmm. Told you it was board. a huge week in, in South Texas. Mm-hmm. 7 o'clock Thursday night at Buck Stadium in Corpus Christi. thought you were going here. The 14-5A Division I title is on the line as the Corpus Christi Miller Buccaneers are the visitors at their home stadium <laughs> taking on the Corpus Christi Vets Eagles. Why are they a visitor at their home stadium? Well, because they're the visiting team. Oh, got it. Right. But Buck Stadium's on Miller's campus. Right. Because Miller, Miller, a little Corpus Christi history here. Miller, Miller is the original Corpus mm-hmm. Christi. They, they, they were Corpus Christi high. So and let me tell you about Matt Stepp. What a sicko he is. Okay. So we're going to the Valley this week. Oh and, yeah. And what, which game are we going to Thursday night? Edinburgh North and PSJ. Which, which is, is a legit. It's for first place. They're both two and zero in district. Yeah, it's a good game. Really yeah. good game. Thirty-one six A. We kind of stumbled into it, but we were kind of looking at these games. And Stepp, this is like four weeks ago. He's like, hey man, you know. Miller and Vets is Thursday night Corpus. That's only a two-hour drive or something mm, like only that. Only two hours, yeah. Only two hours. And you try to talk us into flying to the Valley to not watch a game in the Valley. <laughs> I was just saying. Yeah, that was uh, immediately swatted out to half You court. were. Rightfully yes, so. But yes. this is – that's not to say this isn't a great game. We'll probably be streaming it at our on our phones while we're at uh, while we're at the – Yeah. One, one of us will have Miller and Vets. One of us will have Geyer and Alito yeah. – or uh, Geyer and Allen. You know, it'll be – We're not sitting in the press box, are we? No. We'll yeah, be on the, we'll we'll the sidelines. Yeah. Good. Yeah. Anyway, go on. Um, Miller has been pretty – they've been on a tear this year. They have been just destroying folks in 14-5A Division One Last week – 56 to nothing over Corpus Christi Moody. It's been pretty much that that way since non-district. I mean, Miller, if you look at Miller's 
win games this year. I don't think they've had a game closer than 20 points. Memory serves. I, I need, I'm, I'm, that sounds about right. I am checking now as, as doing research on the fly here uh, during the podcast. And I look at their and their closest game is 20 points. A 20-point win over El Campo, 49-29. 21-point win, 25. They have a 25-point win over a 6A, Red Alexander. Mm-hmm. On the road. Yeah, 32 points over a 45 points They're over just- Victoria East. And the last two weeks – they pitch back-to-back shutouts. That's the thing that's been different about this Miller team is they're playing defense this year. They're not beating teams fifty-six to forty-nine now. They're beating them fifty-six to nothing. Yes. Uh, and Eric John, the defensive coordinator, has done a good job with that unit. And you know Miller's offensive offense, their skill talent. Talking to folks in South Texas, you look at Miller and their skill talent is equivalent to teams that. You know, from down there, they'll say, "Oh, the, the team's up north." Miller has the talent of a team up north, mm-hmm. and they do. Lonnie, and it starts with Lonnie Adkism, the, the 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 receiver. They've got two running backs. They got they have two guys that are rotating in at quarterback, which I think could be a problem. They need to pick one at some point, but they're being successful with it. They've got other receivers who can make plays if Adkism gets double teamed. They're loaded, and they've got playmakers galore, and. That, that's been the difference. That's why I think they're one of the favorites in Region 4, along with the Vela and PSJ North. Veterans Memorial has kind of fallen off a little bit this year. They, they lost their season opener to New Braunfels Canyon. A loss that's aged fairly. It's, 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 I would agree, it's, yeah. You know, but they lost, El Campo beat them up when they played, and El Campo mm-hmm. didn't have Ruben Owens. And last week, red flags were sent up. Corpus Christi Carroll, which, first off, Cal Netherland at Corpus Christi Carroll is doing one of the more un- underrated jobs in the state. He is. Remember, Cal Netherland was at uh, Somerville last he year. He was. He's a proud Yegua. Yes. He uh, has took the, took the Carroll job this offseason and has gotten Carroll competitive in a hurry. Vets had to, had to scratch and claw to beat Carroll 28-21 last week. Hmm. Uh, Elijah Durrett, uh, his fourth quarter touchdown pass was, was the difference in the game. But they needed a late interception to, to stop a Carroll drive to win this game. Carroll, that, that was Carroll's Super Bowl, don't get me wrong. That, that was their game, and they, they had everything lined up for that game, and they, they threw everything they had at Vets, and Vets withstood it. Credit to them. But I think Miller this year is on a different level. I think they pull away and, and win this one comfortably. Uh, I think Justin Evans' ball club is, is, is going to make a statement Thursday night. So what's, what's interesting to me about this game is – well, and, and this is a, this is a good conversation because this was in the, in the preseason. If you go look in in the preseason edition of Dave Campbell's Texas Football, TexasFootball.com, where you can get it. actually your subscriber, you already have it, whatever. Vets was our team, was our pick to click in Region Four, Five A Division One, Region Four before the season. They were our team, and pretty quickly after the magazine came out, and people started reading it, people started flagging us on it. And just saying, like, I did. I fly. I mean, yeah. I told you. I yeah. saw them in seven on seven, and I talked yeah. to coaches down there. Yeah. They were like, vets I, don't, I don't know if this is vets. Yeah, I don't know if this is the year for them. Yeah. And at the same time, people started saying, that's when we started hearing a lot of things about, especially Miller. Miller being the team, be like, no, that's the team in Corpus. Like, mm-hmm. you got to, you got, like, that's going to be the team. And it's, this is like real, a real test of that. Like yeah. This is the moment where we're going to find out exactly where we stand in that. Now, look, there's two teams in the Rio Grande Valley that have something to say about this as well, including one newly ranked team. PSJA North is in the rankings. But this will, I think, to me, if you are, if you're Miller, if you're Miller, this is an opportunity to once and for all establish yourself as 
I mean, historically, the, the, the big, team to beat in Region Four, the big dog in Corpus Christi, and then makes which makes them one of the big dogs in Region Four. I would say the big, I would say the big dog in Region Four because historically, Region Four has has not gone. I mean, I don't think I'm bringing any news here. The Rio Grande Valley is not one doesn't win regions. Do you no. know what I mean? And so then, if you're saying, well, who's the best non-Valley team in the in, in the region? It would be Miller. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But they got to come out there and show it this week. So I think that's that's an interesting, uh, an interesting uh, way to put it. Okay, my fourth pick, Matthew. We are going 7.30 p.m. Friday night at Zebra Stadium in you said it right. Grandview. You're welcome. Mrs. Steph will be pleased with you. As the Grandview Zebras at 6-1 and one, welcome in the West Trojans also at 6-1 and one, mm-hmm. in a... I mean, this is the district. There's, again, there are things that can go cattywampus and Grandview still has to play Whitney, but the district championship game. Basically. I all due respect. This this district is... It's bad. <laughs> uh, top heavy. It's... it's Top heavy. It's Grandview West. Whitney is kind of that one team kind of that's yeah. in the middle. Actually, I'd say it's bottom heavy, actually. Yeah, it's real bottom heavy. Uh, okay. Some, I mean... You look Bottom. at you, you, I'll let you go into the scores, but you look at it and you see it's this utter. It's hard to take anything away from the last four or five games for either of these teams. So that's what's so interesting about this, and I think one, one of the one of the intriguing things about this game. So let's, let's take a look at West. West is six and one on the year. Uh, their one loss was way back in week one, week, week two, two when they beat yeah. Lorena. They Lorena, lost yeah. to Lorena twenty one sixteen. I would say it's a loss to age pretty pretty well. Uh, meanwhile, Grandview's loss is week one to. Glen Rose, they also have the only win over Malakoff this year. Yeah. Malakoff 7 and 1. That one is Grandview. And they've been they've been fantastic, most especially I think, I mean, everywhere you split it, they've been fantastic. Their defense has been great, but it's hard, it's really hard in this district to take any of the numbers seriously. Because okay, here is who Here's Grandview's schedule. We don't like to make it a history or a, a point to read schedules on this uh, podcast, but um, context. But let me just put it to you this way: Grandview has not, according to the computer, Grandview has not played a team that they were with that was within, according to the computer, five touchdowns of them since they played Malakoff in week two. Mm-hmm. Okay, last week they played Dallas Inspired Vision, and they were eighty-eight point favorites. Did not cover. No, they didn't cover. What's wrong with the zebras? Yeah. 888-787-DCTF. <laughs> yeah. Line them up. Tell us Tell us what's wrong. So it's hard to take any any of that particularly seriously. Didn't West beat Maypearl? West beat Maypearl by a resounding score. That was 89 nothing. Yeah. 89 nothing. How? That's what we're doing in this district, unfortunately. It's just very... There's two haves, and unfortunately, there's a lot of have-nots. Now, this is a a, a West team that runs the ball particularly well with T.J. McCutcheon, mm-hmm. with Zane Minan. physical. They're big up Very front. physical. Yeah. Grandview's got that, that, that signature win over Malakoff, but the, the real question for me is, like, what happens when you suddenly have to stand on the gas? Yeah, because... For both these teams. Both these teams. Yeah. Like, and how do they react? Oh my gosh, yes. Because like they haven't played anyone anywhere near their weight class in um, in two months. Mm-hmm. 
basically. That's the intrigue in this, with a district championship on the line in this game. How um, they react, the pressure. Right. It's Because it's it's, you, you're going from zero to 100, basically. It is. You, you, know. you know, you are. You really are. You're playing. You're, For both these teams. Yeah. Sometimes you see that with one team, like South Oak Cliff in the playoffs last year, went from zero to 100 in the first round of playoffs. Yeah. But they played a team that was pretty battle-tested. This both Neither one of these teams are, are have faced anyone in a long time, so they're both having the same issue. So I think the difference, there's one difference maker in this game mm-hmm. for me. It's Case in English for Grandview. Yeah. I think he's the best player on the field. He's the most dynamic weapon. I think if he, I think he's the one guy that West doesn't have an answer for, and if Grandview gets gets him going, that's that's the difference. I would agree. I think uh, can can West pressure um, Ryder Hayes, and then the other thing, like for me, is it just like like West has a style of football that they like to play, which is just real thumping. Like they want to, they want to. They want to win this game, not necessarily low scoring. They can obviously score, mm-hmm. but like they want to win with their defense and lead the way and just kind of grind you down. Mm-hmm. Grandview probably wants to get out and run a little bit more. And yeah, so Grandview's a, probably yeah they're 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 wanting to throw it around, spread it out a little bit more. It's a game of pace. So I'm going to take Grandview and West for my fourth pick. What is your fifth and final pick, Matthew? As we this close in l- on the hour mark, a little under the radar here. <laughs> oh, but uh, let's go to Midlothian Friday night. Mm-hmm. As the 7-1 Lake Belton Broncos take on the unbeaten and now state-ranked Midlothian Panthers in a game where Midlothian wins this one and they start to look look towards that Red Oak game as the one that can clinch the district title. Lake Belton's in, a, in an interesting spot here because if they win, then they're in the mix for the district title, but a loss probably means they're on the road in the first round of the playoffs to either Burleson Centennial or Alito. Mm-hmm. So there's a lot riding on the line in this game, other than with outside, not just in the district, but outside the district as well. Um, Lake Belton last week, no problems with Granbury, sixty-nine to fourteen. Nice. Uh, Forty, they were up forty-one nothing at the half. Um, I talked to um, unnamed. Uh, I, I cannot name that coach, uh, college head coach who was at the game, and he told me Micah Hudson is one of the best high school receivers he's ever seen. Huh. He's unbelievable. He is a free show. He he just does it all for for Lake Belton, and, and he's he's a, a matchup nightmare. There's, you've almost got to dedicate two guys to him, and then that opens things up for the other guys who are playmakers as well for Lake Belton. Midlothian's got the edge here because they're coming off a of bye week. They've had two weeks to get ready for this game. They've got a, they've got their own playmaker in Bryant Wesco, who's really underrated, great receiver. He's Midlothian's been running kind of a flex bone offense, and they've actually opened the offense up to ensure that Wesco gets touches. They're still basing out of the flex bone; it's still what they do, but they do have some packages in for Wesco to, to try to put the football in his hands. It's worked out great. I think the balance that Midlothian has on the offensive side of the ball this year, along with what I think is an underrated and above average defense. Is, is a huge edge for Midlothian going into this one. I think the Panthers win it. I think they're going to be the number one seed out of this district, and I think, I think Lake Belton's going to be a really dangerous number three seed come playoff time. But I think this is a fascinating game, which I believe will be on Texan Live as well. I think you're right. Um, and, yeah, this should be really intriguing and, and an opportunity for Midlothian to prove they belong. Because Midlothian, they've kind of, they've been, they've been one of those teams that, like, and there's, there's a handful of them. We, we talk about teams that are, like, we like, but we want to see more. Mm-hmm. Basically, essentially, like, they're just, their number came up. Due, they were due to be ranked because they were basically 11 and two teams lost in yeah. front of them, so a spot came open. Because, like... This would be Midlothian's best win of the year. Kind of by a lot. 
like yeah. they're right now their best wins that win over Ennis and like Ennis is a hard luck two and five. They're better than two and five. Yeah, they've lost two or three games by like three points or less. They it, lost a Midlothian Heritage by two and Everman by two. Yeah, I mean they've been they they and they lost you know they, but basically. They don't really, Midlothian doesn't really have a signature win right now. No, this would yet. be a signature mm-hmm. win if they were to get this. Because that's, that's the real question. And for Lake Belton, you want to talk about a feather in your cap. You know, this would be really, you know, too This too puts them in, because they, they lost to Red Oak by a point in overtime. No, they beat them by a point. They lost to Shoemaker They lost to Shoemaker a by a point, yeah. yeah. So, I mean, they're, they're, they're right there. Yeah. So a win, a win in this game would, would I think, vault them into the district title conversation. I would agree with you. I would agree. But with those, you. I mean, I think, I think looking at four, five, a division one as a whole, I think we've got four playoff teams. It's just a matter of what order they're going to be in. At this uh, I think, with I think, Midlow, Lake Belton, Red Oak, and Shoemaker. Yeah. All right. All right. My fifth and final pick. This sucks. This sucks. Dude, I don't even know. So let me tell you what games we're not going to pick. Like, we're not going to talk about Katie and Cinco Ranch, which is for a district title in, in that district. We're not going to talk about, like, Dripping Springs and Lake Travis, which, by the way, I think Drip's going to beat them. I think Drip's going to beat Lake Travis. Okay. Uh, there's a bonus pick for you. Um, no, we're going to go... <sighs> I guess that's right. Golly. It's too good of a week. Let's go 7.30 p.m. Friday night at Leo Buckley Stadium in Killeen. As a district title will be defi- or will be uh, crowned. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah, everyone else has at least two losses. In District 12-6A, as the Temple Wildcats visit the Killeen Harker Heights Knights. Big week in Central Texas. Massive week in Central Texas. But which, by the way, like I feel bad we're not picking like any of the Houston games. Like Klein, Klein Collins and Klein Kane's a huge game, but like it's just Klein, if Klein Kane had to stub their toe against Klein. Forrest, that would have been yeah. real. Two, two unbeatens. Yeah, it would have been huge. Yeah. Um, okay, I'm gonna go with Temple and Harker Heights, and and and, and here's why. I, 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 I don't know how to read what happened with Temple last week. Because they take on Hutto, mm-hmm. right? And now Hutto's playing for their season, essentially. That, that was a desperate yes, Hutto team. It was. But Temple had to come back and win on a, you know, and, and they turned to the best player on their t- yeah. team in Torrey and York. You want to play some offense? And so they put him on offense, scored four touchdowns? Three. Three touchdowns? But it's clearly the game winner. And they, they, they survived 31 27. Mm-hmm. They survived 31 27. Um, they needed every bit of a some you know so you know every bit of what Torin York had to offer on both sides of the ball. Hargreaves coming off of an open date, they just got done beating Hutto, um, clearly but not resoundingly. I think would be the way to put solid it. win, solid Working win, like win, yeah. And they've got the dude in Rashawn Sanford who went nuts, to commit, yeah. yeah. And they're they've got a week to to get healthy. Um, they did trail at halftime in that game. Mm-hmm. And that's kind of been a bit of a that's been a little bit of a theme for Harker Heights is that they've played like I don't want to say with their food, but they play a ton of close games. Yes. Okay. Uh, they beat Smithson Valley by fourteen. They beat Cedar Ridge by seven. They lost to Permian by one. They beat Pflugerville Weiss by seven. They beat Hewitt Midway by eleven. Like beating Hutto by eighteen is their is like their second that's biggest like a result that's, of the that's year. That's a blowout for them. That's they like, play oh, close easy. games. Yeah. Now they win close games, mm-hmm. which is an advantage for them. 
I think being at home is going to help. And I don't know. This I has turned into a little rivalry. This has turned into a rivalry. They've had some. They had. They had a. They've had a couple of close games for the last few years as Harker Heights has improved. Yeah, I think that a lot of this is is going to come down to. I think they. I think they are able to break through, and I think Sanford's the difference. Mm-hmm. They're going to feed him. They're just going to. They're just going to feed him the ball. I'm trying to think if Harker Heights has ever won a district championship. I wonder if this might be the first one in school history. I can look this up real quick. Let's see. Um. We're gonna Obviously, there's a couple weeks left, but this would be a massive step towards that. Killeen Harker Heights has uh, won a district championship in year one, 2000. That's it. Uh, in 2002. Okay, they haven't so won yeah. a district championship outright since 2002. Okay. All right. um, so this would be a huge win for them. I Last week has me a little nervous for, on Temple. And that's yeah. why I think I lean a little bit towards Harker Heights in this one. But it should be a fascinating ball game there in Killeen. 12-6-A. Um, so there you go. There's your week nine draft. Step took China Spring and Stephenville, Geyer and Allen, Franklin Lorena, Corpus Christi, Matt Miller, Corpus Christi Vets, and Midlothian Heritage, Blake Belton. I took Refurio, Shiner, Harlingen, San Benito, Alito, Denton Ryan, Grandview and West, and Tinkbull and Harker Heights. What a crazy week. What a week. Yeah. <laughs> Holy what a S. Bonkers week of Holy games. S. Yeah. And now it's time. For your hipster game of the week, Matt Stepp, where are we going for your hipster game of the week? Going to White House. White House. Friday night in White House as White the House. Mount Pleasant Tigers come to town to take on White House. And if you're looking for a crazy town, Banana Pants District, mm-hmm. 85A Division Two is, is that district. Mm-hmm. It is nuts. At Texas Hyde. Excluded. Texas High is going to win the district. They're undefeated. They're two games clear of everyone. But after that, it's a mess. You got Marshall, Hallsville, Mount Pleasant, White House, Pine Tree, and Nacogdoches all bunched together in this district. So every game is huge. And I think this is this is a swing game for Mount Pleasant uh, if they want to get in the playoffs. Mm-hmm. So one and two in district, but coming off a big win over Nacogdoches, who the week before got a big win over White House. So this is a huge game. I think the winner of this game is, takes a massive step towards clinching a playoff spot. The loser, although not eliminated, is in big trouble because now you got another loss and you're really behind the eight ball uh, going into the last two weeks of the season. So I, I think every game in 8-5-8 Division two, not involving Texas High could be a hipster pick. Um, I just landed on this one because I'm supposed to go watch Mount Pleasant next week, mm. and if they lose to White House, I might not go because it, the <laughs> game may not have playoff implications. <laughs> so I'm keeping an eye on this one just to see if, if it's going to be a game that I can go watch. So keep keeping an eye on this one, Mount Pleasant and White House. Okay, good pick. Good pick. My hipster game of the week. Let's give some love to the Houston area. It's been a quiet week there. 7 o'clock Friday night. At Clyde Absher Stadium in Deer Park. Mm, as the I know this game, yeah. Deer Park Deer welcome in the Channel View Falcons for the District 22-6A title. This is the 22-6A title game unless you really want to... I mean, both these teams... Everyone else has at least two losses in this district, so, like, it could... They could totally collapse down the stretch, mm-hmm. but they're not going to. They're, these are the two best teams in the district pretty clearly. They're both undefeated in district play. Channel View is 5-2. Is uh, they had an early loss to Umble 
and they had an early loss to Clear Lake uh, to start the year, but they have been rolling. Uh, the offense has been uh, really good for the Falcons all season long, uh, and and they've been they've really hit a new gear recently. The offense has been very strong uh, for Coach Hurts' squad, and I I think that you know a lot. I have some questions about their defense, which has kind of gone MIA at times. But they got Marquise Neal uh, on the outside, Darian Williams. They've got one of the better you know, like receiving cores in Texas uh, out there, especially in that part mm-hmm. of the state. It's really good. They're going up against Deer Park. Now, Deer Park is 7-0, and Matthew. They have not lost a, a game as of late, and they've been very strong. I think that the, I think that they, the balance they have offensively is, is really, really good. Mo Canales, their running back, has been excellent. They've got a senior quarterback uh, in Rafa Robles who is, who's been strong as well. Um, and I think they've got to be your favorite in this game. And here's why this is my hipster game of the week, Matthew. So I mentioned they're 7-0. and mm-hmm. If they win this game, they would be 8-0 and with games against Pass... Or, no, let's see. Let's see. They, would, they would have uh, Rayburn, Pasadena Rayburn, and South Houston to go. Okay? Um, I don't think... I, I would install them as favorites in those games. Mm-hmm. Is that fair to say? I would say so, yeah. Matt Stepp, do you know the last time Deer Park had an undefeated regular season? Mm, I'm going to say it's been 40 years. 1956. Okay. They have not had an unbeaten regular season since Travis Shorty Hughes led them to an unbeaten regular season in 1956. That's when they were like, they'd just come off, that was the year after their back-to-back titles in 54 and 55. Okay. Um, So we're talking... Almost 70 years yeah. since they've had a unbeaten regular season. If they beat Channel View this week at home, they can taste it. They can absolutely taste it. So a lot of the line here. This would be a huge win uh, for, for Deer Park and company, for Coach Austin Flynn, who, of course, is an alum. Probably mean a lot to him to get on, get in, in that kind of rarefied air. So mm-hmm. huge game there. I like Deer Park and uh, Channel View. And now, Matt Stepp, why don't you tell us about our ro- your road trip this week, brought to you by Country Meats. Thanks to our friends at Country Meats for being the official sponsor of Tep and Step. They're avid football fans just like us, and they know equipment isn't cheap. That's why the folks at Country Meats make fundraising easy and accessible to anyone, from peewee teams to high school varsity. Head over to countrymeats.com and use our discount code STEP10 to get 10% off your first order. That's discount code STEP. With two P's, one zero, to get 10% off your first order. And uh, you'll be joining me for a portion of this road trip. Sure will. As the DCTF crew. It's is Valley take, Week. <laughs> it's, it's Valley Week for us as we are taking our, last year we went to El Paso. This year we're going to the Valley. Who knows where we go next year. If you schedule a Thursday game, you might go. Yeah, can I just say this? Because people are like, they're, they're, there's always people I mention be like, Tepper, won't you come to one of our games? I'm like, because I'm chained to a desk on Friday nights. Yeah. Like, it so has I, to I be responded a to one of like, Somebody's like, hey, come to Quero for a game. You schedule a Dude, game. I'd love to. If Quero scheduled a Thursday game, I bet that's where we would go next yes. year. Yes. We'd go to San Antonio. Yes. We'd just go down there. You'd go to a Thursday game in Quero. Yes. You'd fly back. We'd fly find back. a small right. school game to so go to Friday. Give me a Thursday game. Yeah. El Paso High did it and you showed up. Yep. My leader in the clubhouse for next year's road trip is probably Lubbock, though. Yeah, I'd say Lubbock or Corpus Christi. Mm-hmm, that's probably those are the two probably the right in the clubhouse. Yeah. Uh, Thursday night, me, you, Pickle, and Ish for sure. TBD on others. Uh, we'll be at PSJA Stadium 
for a huge game in 31 6A games. Suddenly huge. As we were like, man, this Thursday schedule's not great in the Valley. Well, all of a sudden, it's gotten good as Edinburgh North and PSJA play. Both are 2 and 0. What's the computer say about this game? You know, this is for first place in 31-6A. I think Edinburgh North is four and three. They're uh, Edinburgh North is five and two. Okay, and PSJ is three, three, and, three and four, but they're two and zero oh in district. Yeah, so huge game in 31-6A. First place is on the line here. Computers got uh, Edinburgh North by five. Yeah, so close game, great stadium, should be a great time uh, there at PSJ Stadium. I've already been to PSJ Stadium this year, so my second visit, I'll I'll make sure I show you around, show you, show you the ropes. Uh, oh, I forgot Lupe Rodriguez is down there. Yes, Lupe Rodriguez is the head coach of PSJ. Good dude. Um, and we'll we'll have some video blog content too. We'll have some content. Yeah, we'll have some fun. Step has been like building a food itinerary. I have, I have. I've got options for us too. Uh, lunch Thursday. It's like you want Mexican, I got you. If you don't want Mexican, we got other options. Uh, Friday night, uh, you, Friday morning, you and Pickle will hop on a plane and and fly back to the DFW Metroplex with with sad faces yes, as me and Ish. We'll be hanging around in the valley. Thanks for getting that Airbnb, by the way. Oh. Uh, for the Battle of the Arroyo, Harlingen and San Benito. I got to talk to Ish and see how early he wants to get out to Harlingen if we're going to do any video, like pregame stuff. Because we're staying in McAllen, right? Yeah, we're in McAllen, which McAllen's about 40 minutes from Harlingen. So mm-hmm. far is pretty cl- I mean, far is like 15 minutes away. Yeah. Not, not a big deal, but Harlingen's a 40 minute haul. It's a little spread out in the valley. Um, but. Obviously, Battle of Unbeaten's one of two in the state. Huge rivalry game. That game speaks for itself. Uh, then Ish is going to fly back Saturday. I'm going to stick around for one more day. Uh, I've got a huge game Saturday at Sam Stadium in Brownsville. Basically, a game straight up for fourth place. Oh yeah, in fifteen four A division, fifteen five A division two, as Ed Couch Elsa, Lamakina Amaria. Visits Brownsville to take on the surprising Brownsville Porter Cowboys in a game that that in essence is a playoff game. Brownsville Porter's five and two this year. Dude, they're pretty. They're not. They're having one of their best years ever. Um, and Ed Couch has struggled a little bit, but I think. Do you know this, they've been playing football since 1975? They've only made the playoffs three times. Yeah, that's not. Yeah, it's not a football power. No, if they were to. If they were to do this, if they if they if they beat Edge Couch, they're in. They're yeah. basically in the playoffs at this point. It would be their fourth playoff appearance ever. Yeah. So huge game. I, I think if you look at fifteen five A Division two, it's basically a playoff game. Mm-hmm. The winners in, losers out. So um, I've got three huge games in the best. I got three really good ones. So it's it's good to show our, the, our friends the nine five six some love. I'll be keeping an eye on games all across the state, yeah. but it, it'll be a, it'll be a fun weekend. And uh, we're gonna eat a lot of good food. I know you've been, you know, get an extra workout in tomorrow before you before mm-hmm. you head out to yeah head out to the valley. Yeah, I am gonna get 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 a practice fat arm Friday in the video blog. By the way, just the the guns are looking pretty good in the in the South Oak. Club oh right my now. god, dude! Okay, so if you're listening to this <laughs> Tuesday night, I'm supposed to tell you to watch Valley Sports. I tell you, Mike Roach turns around during the, we're so we're, we were at South Oak Cliff Wednesday uh, for the premiere of the documentary mm-hmm. that our friends at Valley Sports it's called did. Return of the Mecca. It's on Valley Sports Southwest eight o'clock Tuesday. Amazing program. job! It's really good. Yeah, they really did good. And so I pop, so we we all had appearances in it. Me, you, and Ish, and Mike. Roach all side appearances and so you're emceeing the thing so you're you're doing your MC thing and me Roach and Picklers and I, I'm sitting there and they, they cut to me and Roach turns around and goes he goes 
How many curls did you do before the sh- before Dude, getting, getting shot? You I was like, looked so jacked <laughs> in this. Like I'm telling you, Fat Arm Friday yeah, real step yeah. was P- even Pickle was jealous of the guns. Oh my gosh! Yeah, Roach was like, they could have given me a better angle or something. And I was like, hey man, you know what can you do? Listen, right. doing, he's like kissing his butt. Yeah, exactly, stuff exactly. Like so, yeah. Uh, yeah, it was. It was. Yeah, so it premieres this week, right? Yep. Tomorrow, uh, Tuesday, Tuesday, Tuesday yeah. a.m. We're recording this Monday. So. Valley Sports Southwest. So. There you go. All right, I'm supposed to tell you to watch Valley Sports Southwest. Will we have power this Friday? Let's find out together. The miracle of electricity. I don't know. So, well, let's see if somebody can avoid hitting the transformer. I don't know. It was a wild night. Anyway, it's going to do it for us. Thanks for being a Dave Campbell's Texas football subscriber. Step, thanks for your courage. Thank you. See you next week on Tap and Step. Step.